So the first thing we need to know is that forgiveness is not really about admitting that it was that it was nothing. Maybe it was something. Forgiveness is more about letting go of the resentment that I carry within my heart. You are listening to the JP Show, where we discuss the issues you care about from a Jewish perspective. I am Rabbi G. I am Rabbi Levi, and we hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rabbi G. Hope everyone is doing well. And let's begin today with an opening idea. So as we've discussed, this is the time of change, it's a time of growth. It's before Rosh Hashanah. Last week we talked about personal responsibility. We have the capacity to choose. We can choose. We can choose to grow. We can choose to improve. And we have that the month of Elul, the month we're in now, to reflect on the year gone by, to highlight and celebrate the strengths, but also to highlight the areas of weakness and failure and to work on them. We come to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is such a holy day. Rosh Hashanah is a beautiful day. Rosh Hashanah, we are taught, is the day we blow the shofar, which is like a cry from the depths of the heart, where we bring out the deep strength within us, that unbreakable bond that we have with God, and the part within us that gives us the ability to repair and rebuild. And then, of course, we have the 10 days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur itself, where we actually have to develop a plan. We have to become practical and we have to develop a plan for the coming year. And part of that plan, this is what I want to talk about today, is two parts. So, of course, we have the part that is our relationship with God and we try to identify areas where we can grow and Perhaps we can take on another mitzvah, we can grow spiritually, we can learn more. But we also have a very important and critical part of our relationship with God, which is our relationship with other human beings. And that is why we are taught in the Jewish law that before Yom Kippur, if we have a fallout with someone, or we we have had a fallout with someone, it's a time to seek forgiveness. And the topic of forgiveness is what I want to just highlight for a few moments, because it's a tough topic. Both parts of it are tough. Seeking forgiveness, learning to apologize, understanding that apologies are not a weakness, but apologizing is actually a huge strength. But also to talk about what it means to give forgiveness if someone asks you, or even if they don't ask you, just to be able to find it within your heart, which is a great time to do it is before Yom Kippur, to actually forgive them. So this is a huge topic, but what we're going to share today is just a, a small idea but I think a very worthwhile idea. People often find it very hard to forgive. So the first thing we need to know is, when you forgive someone, you're helping them, but you're also helping yourself. We know this from a prayer that is mentioned in many, many Sidurian prayer books. There's a prayer of forgiveness before we go to sleep at night, where we talk to God and we say, I hereby forgive all those that have hurt me. Now, of course, the person who you're forgiving doesn't even know about it. But it's important for you, when you go to sleep, to let go of the toxicity of the day and to forgive. How much more so once a year before Yom Kippur, where we have to find within ourselves to get rid of that resentment and to forgive others, because going into the new year with all that toxic emotion and hatred is not a good idea, it's not healthy for us. So both benefit when we forgive. But what is forgiveness and why are people so resistant to forgive? So a couple of important thoughts. First of all, to forgive someone doesn't mean to agree with what they've done. Now, we can forgive someone for many, many different things. It can be something relatively silly, like, you know, we felt offended because they made a bar mitzvah and they didn't invite us, and we thought we should be invited because we're such a close friend. 
And, you know, so many things can can be behind that. Maybe they did send an invitation and got lost in the in the mail or went to junk mail. Or maybe they actually can't afford it. They're making a very small permit. So, you know, these are the kind of things we just have to work on ourselves and really find within ourselves to kind of let go. Those are the relatively silly things, I think. Not Sometimes they're hurtful, but we can work through them. But forgiveness is not only for these small things. Forgiveness can even be if someone really did something wrong to you, really offended you, or perhaps even damaged you in some way. What does forgiveness mean then? People always feel if I forgive, if I say I forgive you, that means I'm, I'm admitting that it wasn't such a bad thing, and, I, and I, still don't, I still don't think so. It could be someone was hurt at school, or was, a, was a bullied at school, or was, or, was, or was, you know, really hurt by a teacher or by a parent even. You know, and it could be till today, there's, there's real damage and there's real trauma. These things can be real, so where does forgiveness come into that? So the first thing we need to know is that forgiveness is not really about admitting that it was that it was nothing. Maybe it was something. Forgiveness is more about letting go of the resentment that I carry within my heart. That's what that's what forgiveness is. Sometimes it means having a conversation with a person. Sometimes it means communicating with a person that really you still don't agree with them. Sometimes it also means continuing and maintaining certain boundaries with that person. You know, if someone could hurt you or perhaps someone is really hateful and continues to say things that are very hurtful, forgiving doesn't mean you become their best friend. Forgiving means that you let go of the resentment, you let go of the hate, but you don't necessarily socialize with them. You don't become their, their, their best friend. Let me put it to you in the following way because some of the commentaries talk about three levels of forgiveness. And the first level is a very basic level because forgiveness is so important. The second level, I think, is the one we, ha- we all have to strive for. And the third one isn't always applicable, and sometimes we're not able just to get there right away. So the first is, if someone has really hurt us, the very, very basic level of forgiveness is to find it within ourselves not to wish them any bad, not to wish them any evil. Now, you might think to yourself, well, that's very simple. It's not that simple. You know, think about a case where someone hurt you and then something happened to, to them and we have these thoughts, well, you know, what comes around goes around, what goes around comes around, how will you say it, and kind of he deserved it. The first level of forgiveness is, he hurt me, it's his problem, I really don't wish him any bad, I don't wish any person harm. That's a very basic level of forgiveness which we should all be able, hopefully, to be able to reach. But the real one is the second level of forgiveness. And the second level of forgiveness is not restoring the relationship but just letting go of hate. I might still disagree with them, as we said before. I might still create boundaries around it. I might not want to socialize them. I might not be able to restore the relationship at all, even at any level, but I don't hate anymore. I've given up hate. I don't hate them. I don't walk around with hate. I've let go of hate. I do it because it's healthy. It's healthy for me, and it's healthy for them. Hate is not a good thing. We're not supposed to hate people. Now, sometimes it's a process. There are extreme cases where we might need some professional help to get rid of that hate, but that's the goal, to get rid of the hate. There is a the highest level of forgiveness, which is more difficult and sometimes not even applicable, and that is to restore the relationship, to bring back the relationship between the person who hurt me and myself to what it was before. Again, sometimes it's not possible, and sometimes we're not quite there yet, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean, all these three levels of forgiveness does not mean that we agree that it's a weakness, that all of a sudden we concede that it was okay what they did, and we agree with them, and so on. People have to apologize, but if they don't apologize, we can find it within our heart to forgive them anyway. But it doesn't mean agreeing with them, it just means letting go of the hate 
and in some cases even restoring the relationship at least on some level. So those are a few points about forgiveness and it's worth thinking about discussing, which I'm looking very forward to do in just a moment. Good morning, Rabbi Levi. How are you? Great, Baruch Hashem. Home stretch. We're almost coming close to Rosh Hashanah now. Just That's right. two weeks. And this topic of forgiveness, I think, is probably one of the most difficult things we need to do during this time of year, actually. I think so. Um, you know, sort of searching deeper in yourself, getting a little more spiritual... That's all exciting and inspiring, but uh, when important, it's important and, and obviously a critical part of the journey. But actually getting down and dirty and figuring out what resentments we hold against other people and what perhaps other people hold against us, that's a little uh, more confronting. Absolutely. Why do you think it's more confronting, actually? Like, is it because it's more real? Is, is, it, is it more difficult? Like, why, why, why is it sometimes easier for us to grow spiritually than to let go of resentment to other people? That's <laughs> such a great question. I think maybe because at the end of the day, we sometimes grow spiritually, but it talks to us and we feel better and we haven't completely gone out of ourselves. Mm. I think to really take something like someone's hurt us and to really find it within ourselves to forgive is going beyond ourselves a little bit. Growing. It's growing out of ourselves. That's, that's really... Yeah, which is hard. Much, much harder. Which is hard. Listen, we have an ego at the end of the day. We have an ego. And yeah. relationships touch our ego. Relationships can be... Very ego-threatening. Absolutely. So, so talking about forgiveness, um, whenever I think of the word forgiveness, I always think about the character in the Torah, Joseph, Yosef HaTzadik, who was, for lack of a better word, um, terribly abused by his brothers. And obviously, you know, all these stories that need to be understood on a deeper level, but just on the surface level, he was uh, sold into slavery by his own brothers. He was put into prison. He, he went through tremendous upheaval at the age of 17, uh, which is quite a vulnerable age in the you know, sort of teenage years. And uh, then he's elevated and becomes one of the most powerful people in the world, and he has an opportunity to take revenge against his brothers. But not only does he take revenge against his brothers, he actually totally forgives them and embraces them and loves them. And I guess when we learn such stories, are we supposed to be like that? Uh, like sometimes we learn such stories, it's almost like, okay, that's him, but like I'm not going to be there anyway, so like, what does this have to do with me? Yes, yeah, so... So, Joseph is an amazing story. So, I'm just going to go back to what I said in the opening uh, uh, message. And I think, Joseph, you're right. Joseph reached the highest level of forgiveness, right? He restored the relationship completely. And even though it, on the surface, as you say, what was done to him was really terrible. Don't forget, he was alone in Egypt, a young boy. No WhatsApp messaging. It yeah. was just far from his family, complete isolation, thrown into jail. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, right? But I think... And maybe not all of us can always reach the highest level, particularly with the trauma, so to speak, that he went through, if we can call it that, right? Again, we're talking about great people, but we're using modern, modern terminology, so to speak, right? However, there's something, we can learn something from that story, and we can learn an, uh, many things. I'm going to highlight one. I was just thinking of it as you were asking the question. Because we did talk about at least trying to reach the level of letting go of resentment, right? Mm. And how do we do that? So I said, that's what we're supposed to do, but how do we do that? So I'm sure there are many tools. One of the tools is this, and that's what Joseph did, and it's, the most, it's one of my favorite verses in the Torah. You know, we once talked about trauma, and we talked about tragedy, and we, we, we said that at the end of the day, the fundamentals of Jewish belief is everything happens for a reason, and everything happens, first of all, from God, and everything happens for a purpose. And therefore, sometimes we need to take our challenge and our trauma and 
give it meaning, give it purpose, right? Joseph did that in the extreme, and he didn't only do it with things that are easy to say, well, this was God's plan. He did it even with things that come from other people who make bad choices. So what I mean is, Joseph said one of the most amazing things. He said to his brothers, when his brothers, when he revealed himself, and he saw these brothers were really afraid because they thought, oh, we're in trouble now, we're going to get it now. He took to them and he said, he turned to them and he said, do not be afraid, because you did not send me here. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. God sent me here because I had to provide sustenance for everyone in Egypt and for you and the family in Israel. What he was saying was something unbelievably profound. At the end of the day, what people do to me, they, may, they might have made bad choices. They have to do tshuva, which they did. The brothers, you know, engaged in a very long journey of tshuva. Um, they have to fix it. They have to resolve it between them and God. But what happened to me, I need to see as an opportunity for purpose, to become stronger, to find it within my heart to forgive, to turn it around and say, how can I become a stronger person from that experience? How can I be a better person from that experience? How can I help others, maybe? How can I learn not to do what I think was done to me, to other people? What is in this story for me to grow? When you have that perspective, it's, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of emunah. That really, if I landed up somewhere, whenever I land up, even if it's a result of someone else's bad choice, it was meant to happen to me because I can grow from that. It's very hard to say. That doesn't mean the pain wasn't pain. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, you know, God forbid, minimizing the pain that people go through. The pain could have been immense. The trauma could have been significant. And maybe it's a journey. And maybe it takes time. Maybe we need help. But at the end of the day, fundamental to this process is believing that nothing happens by chance. And if it happened to me, I can do something with it. I can give it meaning. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, I was just thinking, it's, it's, it's not directly related, but the, the, the concept, I think, is, is, is very applicable. I was once watching a very interesting um, interaction between, um, between the Rebbe and someone who came to him by dollars. And you actually can't even see who it is. Whoever made the video blurred it out because this individual had been in jail right. um, in the past. He had done something wrong, whatever it was. Um, and he came and he had, he had done his time and he had done his repentance and all of that and he was struggling to move past it. And the Rebbe in his very typical way, his positive sort of outlook, sort of encouraged him to let go, to let go of the past and just focus on the future and to do better. And he said a sentence there that the Jews have long forgotten about Egypt. Like we were enslaved in Egypt and we've long forgotten about it. And that was the sentence that Rebbe told him. And I always thought about it like, it's interesting, we actually haven't really forgotten about it because we have Pesach every year, where we talk about the story, we, we, we experience it every year, and we mention it every day, actually, there's obligation to remember the going out of Egypt every day. And we even eat maror. But Correct. Remember, remember, the remember the bitterness. So, I don't know, I can't say for sure what the Rebbe meant, but perhaps what the Rebbe meant was, we've let go of the bondage, of the, of the imprisonment, of being stuck there. We haven't let go of the message of the Exodus. We haven't let go of the lessons we've learned from that, and the experience that it's supposed to give us, but we have let go of being stuck in, in, in the mud of being stuck there. Is that, is that a... Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's very applicable to the idea of forgiveness. I think you're right, because when we talk about letting go of the past, we don't, let, we, we, we don't let go of the past in terms of, like, the past doesn't exist. The past is the biggest teacher for right. us, right? Also, it's, if God created it, it means yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah, it means we're not defined by the past. We don't get stuck in the past. We focus on what we can do now, learning from the past, and that's part of the process. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes, but it definitely is connected to forgiveness. It's about not getting stuck. It's about not 
turning ourselves into a victim of those circumstances, no matter how bad it was, or no matter how bad the person might have been. Yeah. So, just as a, this is maybe more of a, of a practical, maybe more of a mystical question. Um, I know that that that, uh, that Jewish thought has something to say about this. If someone is wronged, and perhaps people have been experiencing this, someone has wronged somebody, and that person has already passed away, and they feel very, very guilty about it, and they don't have a way of asking for forgiveness because the person has passed away already. Is there anything in Jewish thinking and Jewish law about how, we, how a person can seek forgiveness then? Well, the Rabbah in the laws of Shavas says you can actually go to that person's grave. Or if you're, not, if you're not there, you can actually ask someone to go for you. We do. So it's never too late. It's never too late. We have, we have this thing about, I mean, even, with, even today at funerals, the custom is when someone passes away, we ask them forgiveness. And we believe that, that this is real. It's real that they can, obviously, if we ask, it means we, we believe they have the capacity to forgive. And in fact, they will forgive because in the world of truth, people don't get stuck and, and, right. they, and they will forgive us. But we have to ask. I mean, that's, now you're going back to the idea of not sort of forgiving, but asking for forgiveness. Right. That's an important thing. It's a very, very important thing. Yeah. Is there anything that we shouldn't forgive? You've probably gotten this question a lot. I mean, the most extreme question. So should we forgive the Holocaust? I mean, is it no, so, 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 okay. let go of that? Is, is that? So first of all, there's the famous idea, right? Famously, you can only forgive someone for something to you. You can't, give, you can't forgive someone for doing right. something to someone else. Right. So it's not for us to forgive. But, and we do remember the Holocaust, and we have to always remember and never again, and, and you know, and the kind of thing. However, many people have, have written about this, including Holocaust, including Holocaust survivors. That's why I'm yeah. saying it. Like, I wouldn't say it on my own, but that... No, I think forgive is the wrong word. We can't, we can't forgive because it was pure evil and also we can't forgive because it wasn't done to us. Yeah. Um, but we still cannot be defined by it in terms of the negative definition. Right? What, at the end of the day, walking around with anger and hate is not healthy. Yeah. We can act on it. I mean, right? I think part of the way, you know, the Torah has this idea of niskarim v'nasim. When we remember something, it translates into action. So yes, we should remember it and we should continue we shouldn't forget about it because, you know, now we run a risk historically of it being more forgotten because yeah. Holocaust survivors are passing on and so on. So we should not forget it, but we should not forget in terms of making a better future, in terms of rebuilding, in terms of always focusing, okay, so what are we doing for Jewish pride? What are we doing for Jewish continuity? What are we doing for Jewish identity? What are we doing for spirituality? Not to give any defeat, not to give any success to our enemies, right? That's what we have to focus on. But to... Even there, to, we can't forgive in the sense of forgiveness because we're not, it wasn't done to us, but we can make sure that we are not consumed with hate and anger, even there. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can just end off um, some other practical, practical tips. I know for someone who's finding it hard to both ask for forgiveness or, or to forgive, or what other... Look, there are, many, there are many things. I mean, one of the things also is to sometimes... And again, you have to be very careful with this because sometimes it's, it's actually traumatic or, or, or problematic. But sometimes, you know, understanding where the person came from, like judging people favorably. Now, even that can mean different things, right? right. So again, if it's a silly thing about a mitzvah not being invited, there's easy ways to judge okay. favorably. Yeah. We just have to do that. That's it. But even if it's extreme case, even if, even if the person was really severely bullied or, or, you know, sometimes understanding that that person was sick. Maybe they weren't well, or they came from a, they came from a terrible background themselves. It's not excusing, and it's not making it good. But it's, if it's helping us, at least let go of the hate. Yeah. At the same time, saying they should be responsible, and if they need to pay for the actions, they, you know, society needs to hold them accountable. They should be held accountable, and sometimes society needs to make sure that they don't hurt other people. Yeah. That's all true. But at least we can understand that we that we, the walking around with hate is not a good thing because maybe. 
Like, what are we hating? We're hating because someone did something terrible? Yes, they did something terrible. But maybe maybe it's easy for me to let go of the hate because maybe they, they were in some sort of prison themselves. So, like, I'm a prisoner of my own hate now, so maybe they were in a prison. That's why they, they did what they did. Again, I'm making it right, but it helps me at least let go of the hate. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Well, we, we can all try to let go and, and forgive and seek forgiveness. And I think one of the great things are that we, you know, when we work on our forgiveness, at least take one step towards that kind of forgiveness. You know, we also, God always gives us what we, what we do. So he, he forgives us. And he will forgive us. He lets us back in. Yeah, for sure. All the time. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to The JP Show. For questions, comments, and feedback, please email rabbig at bina, B-I-N-A, dot com, dot A-U. See you next time.